Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good evening and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I'm joined by a longtime Atlanta Hawks fan, Ronnie Pierre Paul. Ronnie, good to have you on the show. Hey, Richard. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, yeah, I've been the Hawks fan forever. I'm very excited about this young team we have here. Hawks are 15 and 41 in the first half. And looking at the season, I know John Collins was suspended for 25 games. What was your expectations going into this season? Well, I, I had very high hopes for the of the Hawks this season. Actually, I expected them to at least be fighting for the eighth seed. I mean, I love our young core. I expected our young core to uh, grow this season with uh, Trey Young, Hooter, JC, and then even Alex Lynn. I expected him to make a jump this season as well. And I just love the some of the pieces the GM put around those guys. But uh, however, as you mentioned, because of the suspension of Collins and some of the injuries that we had to deal with, we, we fell to the bottom really quickly. And this defense gives up 114 points on average a night, which is ranked 28th out of 30 out of the NBA teams. What they have done, and GM Travis Schlenk has done, is get size in here. What do you think of the trades acquiring Dwayne Dadman, Scal Labrissi, Clint Capella? What, what's your opinion on those trades? I actually, I actually love those trades because uh, just just looking at Clint Capella's uh, contract, we actually got a really good deal for for that trade, and and we and he answered a problem that we needed right away, and then bring him Denim back. Denim already uh, had a great year with us last year before he was uh, before he uh, went to the Kings and and got that contract. Even even Denim was on a pretty uh, team friendly contract because his uh I believe his third season is not guaranteed. So we definitely answered problems um, that that needed to be addressed right away. He's definitely continued to to build around Trey Young, which is our superstar here. Um, and Lynn failed to to Alex Lynn failed to actually grow into a starter like I thought he would. So he we got rid of him as well. So um, now we have two defensive anchors. And if, if this team can stay healthy, I, I'm, I'm back to having high hopes with them. And one of the centerpieces they acquired in the 2018 draft to start this rebuilding process was actually they drafted Luka Doncic third overall. Trey Young was drafted fifth by the Dallas Mavericks, and they swapped picks, which included getting the Dallas Mavericks 2019 draft pick. Luckily for the Hawks, the Dallas Mavericks failed to make the playoffs, so that became a lottery pick for the Hawks, and they were able to acquire Cam Reddish. And with the fourth pick, they they got DeAndre Hunter. So in your opinion, who won that Luka Doncic Trey Young trade? The part that really determines who won it was actually going to be Cam Reddish. And uh, until we until we can actually see what he becomes, if he becomes uh, anything above an All Star, I'd probably give the edge to the Hawks. But right now, it's pretty it's pretty uh, neck and neck. Now, if you're asking who's the better player. I would say Luka Doncic all the way because, as, as everyone knows, Trey Young is is the offense a genius, but he's a liability on defense. The jury's still out on that trade. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, these I mean these guys are 
are in their second year and they're they're both playing elite level basketball. I mean, they're they're both averaging above uh, around 28 points, uh, double digits and rebounds. The, I mean, both of these guys are are great players in their, in their second year. And right now, it's, you can't really say which team, uh, any team will actually won that trade. I think both teams got exactly what they wanted. Uh, they both got a superstar to build around their team. But uh, each, uh, the Hawks and Dallas are both in different stages of their rebuild. I think both players actually fit with the, with the team's culture and the, um, the city perfectly. All right, so in, in your opinion, Ronnie, is Trey Young and John Collins the best young duo in the league? I mean, they're both under the age of 23. Trey Young averages 29.7 points a game, nine assists a game, and John Collins averages 20.6 points a game and 10.2 rebounds a game. He's only played 30 games this year, but John Collins has been a great draft pick for the Hawks when Travis Schlenk picked him in uh, the first round in 2017. Yeah, I agree with you, Richard, on that. I mean, JC has uh, has proven everybody that he did, that he's uh, going to be a force in this league, and with with us being able to get him right outside of the lottery, uh, uh, Travis again shows his genius skills um, with drafting uh, talent and players, and and I'm very excited about the duo we have with Trey and JC. They're still young. I mean, they're they're putting up. The offensive points we need to, but I, th- I feel like um, they, we still need a lot more around them. And uh, your question was, do, you, do I see them as the best duo, uh, young duo in the league right now? And I definitely, I, I definitely would put them in my top five. I, I, I can't say they're the best right now, uh, young duo. Uh, there's uh, the league is moving towards duos, and there's a lot of great young talent. In the league, um, and you can see if you can look at Phoenix with their with their young team they're building around uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Yep. Yes, sir. You can see that uh, they 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 got two great pieces of, as well. Uh, Dallas uh, Luca, he has some young guy, uh, good young guys around them. You got Miami, Miami Heat. There, there, they got some good young, uh, good young core down there too. But I do see us rising, though. I, I do see uh, this team as a uh, with the pieces that Travis brought to Atlanta, being a top duo, JC and Trey, I do see them being a top duo. As, as soon as we get these pieces start playing more efficiently together, I do see us uh, fighting for playoff spots, ma- making some noise, and um, especially if these guys can continue putting up the numbers they're doing, and uh, these guys can continue to develop around the, the core we have here. All right, so we do have a lot of rookies on this team that get a lot of significant playing time. In their first season, what grade would you give promising rookies DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and Bruno Fernando? And what's going to be their plan for this team going forward? Do you feel they're going to be in the future for this team and as starting key role players or even starters? Richard, I actually love the rookies that we have right now. They're, they have shown um, greatness uh, in their first year. They have shown uh, they have a, they had a lot of great games. As far as the grades, I give them the Andre Hunter. I believe right now is just a B. I'll just give him a B minus because uh, I mean he shows greatness at times, but he's he's also shown to um, to disappear a lot lately. So he hasn't really, I guess. He still needs to get his feet wet to, to, to kind of determine what kind of player is he going to be a role player. Because sometimes at, at times he shows to be a role player and other times he, he shows that he can dominate and, and get really hot. 
So um, I believe his potential, his ceiling is to be a, like a quiet Kawhi Leonard type player, three and D type guy. And uh, he can also just, if he if he does if he doesn't work hard or and he hits some type of um, ceiling, he can also just be a, a regular play a regular role player. But I do see him being part of this young core and a part of our future because he does have the the length. The, the, the willingness to play defense. He has the shooting that needs to be around Trey. So I do see him part of the future. But what, what he becomes is, is going to be on all on his work ethic and see and what, what, what he can become. As far as Cam Reddish, I'd also give Cam Reddish a B minus. He has, he has shown the same type of games that Andre Hunter has, kind of an up and down season for him as well, where he has flashes of greatness. But uh, every everyone, including the GM, has said Cam Resch has the most upside with him only being 19 years old, uh, him having the, the ball handling skills he has, the outside sh uh, shooting. And he's just a little more uh, evasive than, uh, than uh, Andre Hunter with his skill set. He's a little quicker, and he, he definitely has a little bit more moves. So um, Cam Reddish is, uh, with him being younger, I think he has the more upside. He should he should definitely be part of this team's future. Uh, and uh, the third rookie we have is uh, Bruno Fernando. Did I say that right, Richard? <laughs> oh yeah, Br Bruno Fernando. He he's he he averages about eleven minutes. He he only has four points a game. I mean, he, they picked him in the second round. It, but he's he's got a role on this team as well. But you know he might want to be one of those rookies that they might waive if they, you know, get more veteran play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean he's he has shown he has shown a, a good games as well. Uh, he has, but I feel like he definitely probably needs some, some G League time to kind of develop more. With him being a second round pick, like uh, uh, there's veteran pieces that we brought in, and and of course we still have this upcoming draft. Uh, I don't know what type of player we'll draft, but he will definitely have to put in some work to show that he belongs in this league, because uh, he's even he dominated in college, but he still uh, has a lot of development to do to 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 be. Um, even uh, to make a role player in the NBA. The future does look bright for the Atlanta Hawks. It looks like they have their core pieces in place with Trey Young, John Collins, and Kevin Herter. They seem to be the pieces you want to build around, but what do the Hawks need to do to take it to the next step to make the NBA playoffs? I believe the Hawks, I believe once this core stays healthy and we can we can probably, I, I believe we need, I believe we, we're missing one more key piece, like a second scoring option. Uh, we, we've addressed our defensive issues with getting Capella and Denham back. And um, as long as those two can stay, stay healthy and be our defense anchor, I feel feel like those are good moves. But um, we need, we need a, a voice, a voice and a second scoring option. Somebody like a, a Jimmy Butler or a Drew Holiday maybe to uh, maybe to bump one of these rookies out of the starting lineup and just just to get a, get us over uh, that hump into winning ways but I'm not sh I know the GM is, is, is wants to be patient right now and build around these young guys but if we if we want to I believe if we want to make it to that next level and be a top four team in the east we're, we'll, we'll need to 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 get some of that scoring pressure off of Trey young because the nights when he scores 30 plus we look great and then if he has an off night, so someone has to pick up that offense and and our rookies are kind of still hit and miss on, on their offensive skills. But there's not a lot of free agents this offseason, so I don't see what piece we can bring in without making a trade or maybe even trading our, our lottery pick to get a guy like like a Jimmy or a Drew Holiday or, mm -hmm. or 
or even Washington Wizards guard. Bradley Beal? Yeah, Bradley Beal, yeah. All right, Roddy, I'm going to get you out on this last question. So people in the city of Atlanta, they, they want a winner. They're an impatient fan base. You know, from 2008 to 2017, the Hawks made the playoffs every season, including a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2015. They won 60 games that year. I didn't know if you were aware of that. Had four All-Stars. But for some reason, it wasn't good enough. And they had to part ways with coaches like Mike Woodson, Larry Drew, and Mike Budenholzer. And then they started the rebuilding process. But with GM Travis Schlenketh coming in from the Golden State Warriors, and people have dubbed that he drafted Trey Young and Kevin Herter as the Splash Brothers 2.0. But do you see the vision that Travis Schlenketh sees for this team? And do you feel that the owner, Tony Ressler, can get the Atlanta Hawks? Now, this is a tall order, Ronnie. Get the Atlanta Hawks to possibly make it to the NBA Finals or even win an NBA title for the city of Atlanta. I love the vision the GM has, so I'm becoming a believer. He seems to always make the right deal at the right time. He seems to be a very smart guy, and he's he's teaching us that building around Trey Young and having a young core um, is the way to go. I mean, if we follow that Boston, the Boston Celtics model, and we see where they are with their young core and the Warriors, we've seen what he what, what he helped build over there. What the Warriors helped build a great team. So I do have those high hopes that that he is building a championship, uh, at least a Eastern Conference championship com- uh, competitor out here in the, with the Atlanta Hawks. So he's he's making all the right moves. He's answering all the questions that the fans have. He's showing that if if the player doesn't want to be here, he's getting rid of them. He's uh he's cutting players. He's even getting rid of young players that 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 are shown not to have the best work ethic. So I believe in what the GM is doing with, with, with the Hawks here. And we have another lottery pick coming up this draft. We have a lot of money to spend, a lot of money in free agency to spend. Um, I believe he'll, he will address, address the, uh, all the team's concern. We might have to even move on from our coach. Possibly. I, I did mention that before. Uh, this is a follow-up question. I know you're, you're a diehard Hawks fan, but I know you, you love basketball. And right now we're having this broadcast on NBA All-Star Night. We just had NBA All-Star Weekend with a three-point shootout contest. What a what a contest by Buddy Heald defeating Devin Booker on the last second shot. But what did you think of that controversial slam dunk contest? Oh, man, they, they robbed my guy again. They robbed my guy two uh, two years, two years, two years after competing. I mean, uh, but it happens. I mean, you you get uh, all about who has who has the the sexy to your dunk. Who uh, who the, who the, the who the guys like more? Who the judges like more? And true. But they were creative. I mean, I'll give you that. They were creative. What What did you think of uh, Milwaukee Bucks star Pat Connaughton that he he put on a, a dr- he dressed up like Woody Harrelson from the movie in the in the early '90s, White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- that guy. Yeah, that that was that was. I mean, I I, I like I like where the dunk competition's going now. So like the the, the props and the and and just using the players that using any anything to get a little to make it a little more splashy 
is definitely the way they're going. Well, I felt Gord should have won. I mean, he jumped over seven foot five Taco Fall. I mean, and he had a perfect, perfect scores. But they, they, they. I think they made sure that it was a dunk off. But yeah, uh, Ronnie, it was a great, great show, man. I, and let, let's do this again. I appreciate you taking the time, uh, your evening on the NBA All Star Week, and and having this show. Yeah, and no, what what what'd you think about the three point contest? Uh, Trey Trey Young was kind of a a disappointment. Uh, yeah, he he was right off first first person right off the bat. Like his uh his rack that had all the money balls, he did not hardly get it. I don't think he got any, did he? Yeah, he ran out of time. He he was a little too poised out there. I mean, he kind of took it really slow, and and him going first probably wasn't good for him. His first with him being his first time in the in that competition. But 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 congratulations to Buddy Heels for for winning the three point contest at that last shot to beat Devin Booker. So yeah, NBA All Star Weekend is always fun. They they make it entertaining. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, and I and I I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game tonight because I'm hearing they got a new setup where they're playing uh, by quarter. Uh, whoever wins a quarter, actually, um, they get to. They get to donate some money to their their charity of choice. That's awesome. It should start shortly on TNT. It, it's actually I'm looking at the the wire. It looks like it's about to start. So, Ronnie, I'm gonna let you get back to the All Star game. But yeah, great interview, and hope we could do it again. Yes, sir. Thank you. You you enjoy your evening, and um, go Hawks. <laughs> yes, go Hawks. Uh, that was a longtime Hawks fan, Ronnie Pierre-Paul. This is Richard Holdridge, and you are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Don't forget to listen to my podcast daily as we break down what is going on in the world of sports. Hope everybody has a great night, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.